Hello, this is uh, Principal Williams from F. Liberals Elementary. I am calling about your child starting school soon. I decided, I mean, we decided to have school remotely. 95% of our teachers here at F. Liberals Elementary are proud liberals. So, even though our teachers are completely afraid to return to school because they fear the hordes of the children who will rush into school and bring the virus along with them, these heroic individuals are still able to protest. Don't you worry. It's known that one cannot get the virus if one protests with thousands of other protesters, only if we go to church or any conservative rally. If a racist person tells you that there is evidence that show that children are not the vectors of COVID-19, do not believe them. They just want to push private schools. We have a chance to hold education hostage and implement our own ideologies and systems. Anyone who does not like our progressive ideas are not welcome to the conversation. We are completely against Trump when it comes to opening up schools, so we are doing everything we can to do just the opposite. Because we defunded the police, we can give every child a laptop. Apple also despises the president, so your child will be able to receive a MacBook Pro. We were supposed to get laptops from Microsoft, but we decided to receive a truckload of Bill Gates vaccine instead. Keep in mind that if a criminal wants the laptop, you do have to kindly give it over. Never dial 911. That's important. We can solve crime as a community. If you are worried about the material being affected due to the virus, please don't. We will continue to not teach our students about communism, the Cold War, Stalin, and modern Chinese history. There is no room for that kind of stuff in our curriculum, but we still support the 1619 Project fully. Anyways, if you have any questions or concern, please email us or complain about it on social media. Next month, we'll be sending out an email advising the students what they can and cannot wear at Halloween. Be safe and fast is free. Goodbye. Out of place, we ain't caring about your feelings, yeah. Anytime, any place, you can feel it here. Steven, then you out of space, so we clear the air. Any topic, and it's safe, so just be prepared. Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair. The news, the page, we gon' keep it real. If you tune in, then you sick for real. Bluetooth, we took the red pill. Every image in the video, talk about it. Different views on the subject, we must talk about it. At the end of the day, we just talking, homie. Only me in the room, but it's like a party. Introducing... Steven Daniel, author, artist, all-around great guy. Save the date. The end of quarantine was just announced. October 84th. Can't wait. Hello, listeners. I missed you. How are you doing? Are you okay? I'm not. Are you still sane? Because I'm on the edge. I just want to go around and punch stupid mindless robots in the throat. Have you been forcing that smile like me? Are you ready for the world to go back to Norman? Me too. And yes, I said Norman to reference to Rugrats. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done with the stupid masks. I'm done with social distancing. I'm done with governors and mayors making the virus political. I am done with the violent mob telling me I can't go to church, but it's okay if I burn it to the ground. I am done with small businesses not being able to open because of the fear of going to jail, but people can loot and destroy those businesses with no consequences. I'm done with the logic that if you have a gun or a badge, you are a racist bad person. But if I had a gun, mask, and bricks destroying cities, 
I am then a heroic, peaceful protester. I'm done not being able to take my children out. I am done with not being able to attend a funeral for a family member. I am done with not being able to fly and visit my mom just to give her a hug. I am done not being able to go on vacation without worrying. Hey, media and people who run around crazy like the sky is falling, stop your sh**. I just can't take it anymore. I don't want to hear from you anymore. I'm done. You stupid f- can listen to Bill Gates discussing a vaccine. I prefer to listen to actual doctors who have fought the virus on the front lines. Doctors who put politics aside. Doctors who have been censored anytime they talk about the drugs that they use to treat the virus. You stupid f- can follow dumb people like the professor from Brooklyn College who claims math is white supremacist patriarchy. I'm done with you stupid people. I'm done with the lies. Listen, if you're afraid to go out, if you're afraid of vaccines, if you're a... Go away. Stay the f- out of my way. Listeners, just tune them out. The more you react to their sh- the more they will scream like a dumb hot girl. They're narcissists. They are the center of their pathetic world. If you stop paying attention to them, they'll go insane and probably kill themselves, which will hopefully reduce the line of Chick-fil-A. Anyways, let's get this episode started for the touchy topic. We are talking about cancel culture and the fun topic. People really did like my take on the Disney stuff. So I figured... Let's talk about some other theme park changes. I think that should happen. And there's a whole lot of fun in between. So let's get started. Time to get touchy. Get ready to be triggered. Sensitive topics. Oh, look, they're about to cry. All consensus will see. Nobody likes a snowflake. What is Steve's problem today? Another thing I'm done with is cancel culture. Canceling everything I like. Ruining movies and games ruining holidays and restaurants. I'm getting sick and tired of it. Cancel culture has affected both sides of the aisle. No one is safe. These SJWs will cancel liberals the same way they cancel conservatives. They will cancel anyone that hurt their precious feelings. I truly believe that no one is really that offended. I believe that they know that they have the power. They know. They know that they can make a profit out of people's emotions. Cancel culture is a weird kind of fascism of people thinking that they control what you can say and what you can't say. They think that anyone that wants free speech are just wanting it to say awful things. They don't understand that free speech protects everyone, even them. But as soon as anyone opposes them, it is considered hate speech. They truly don't understand that they are fascists themselves. They believe that They are doing it for the good of people, but don't realize how wrong they are. It's dangerous because if you disagree with them, they think that destroying your life is for the good of humanity. They don't care how much money they lose. If it's a company like CNN or a mayor passing dumb ordinances, they believe they are doing the right thing. They believe they are fighting the fight. Most of the time, the people doing the canceling are very insignificant people who haven't achieved much in their own lives. They just want the opportunity to get their 15 seconds of fame. And all I have to do is bring someone down who spent their entire life working on a skill. I'm just tired of stupid things getting canceled. My little one likes Paw Patrol, especially Chase. Cancel it! Chase makes the police look good! kidding me? The thing I hate about these crybabies is that they rarely watch, play, or participate in anything they're fighting against. I have seen people canceling the Mrs. Doubtfire play last year because they said it was not funny for a man dressing up as a woman. Really? 
Lego pathetically stops marketing cops and firemen logo sets because the crybabies don't want kids playing as the police. Crack a barrel because it is too Southern. Really? I don't think the cancel mob are boring proof people who don't have a sense of humor, even though they want to cancel jokes. And there are many things that won't pass today. Take, for instance, like there's an old movie called The, the Toy starring Richard Pryor. Funny movie, but people go crazy today. They wouldn't be able to handle a white rich kid buying a black man. But what's ridiculous is that they will find it hilarious if the roles was reversed, which is pretty sad. I actually think that sounds funny, too. How about um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? Has a lot of gay stereotypes. I'm not crazy about the movie, but it wouldn't fly today. Let's see. What else? Um, the original Annie because of Punjab. Breakfast at Tiffany because of Rooney's performance. Dumbo because of the crows. Lady and the Tramp because of the Siamese cats. Peter Pan because of the Native American stereotypes. How about shows? Like um, The Office because of the funny sh- Michael says and does. Rocco's Modern Life, because of the many inappropriate comments and dark scenarios. Johnny Bravo, because of the shit he used to say to all of the women that he hit on. Ren and Stimpy, as well as Beavis and Butthead, because of all of their slapstick comedy. They both were crazy, offensive, and funny. It wouldn't be allowed today. However, I did read somewhere that they're bringing them back, and I hope that they come out stronger than ever and not give in to the cancel mob, just like South Park. South Park continues to say fuck you to anyone, and I love it. There are many shows and movies out there, and I can't remember them all, but they wouldn't survive in this sensitive society. Let's think of other things that offend the cancel mob. There was that mega church in Alabama not that long ago that was given the boot by the city just because the pastor liked a conservative tweet. City leaders revoked the church's lease and even canceled the church's volunteer work in the community, which included the health clinic, mentoring, tutoring, and more. Just for liking a damn tweet. You got people canceling YouTubers and Twitch streamers like crazy today. I mentioned him before in the first episode, but take Andy Signal as an example. False accusations got him to lose everything he worked so very hard to build. He was a victim of cancel culture. Please support him. Follow him on Twitter and subscribe to him on YouTube. Look for Popcorn Planet. Link will be in the description. YouTube was a site that was launched so that people like you and me could express our own creative freedom. You're able to do whatever the f*** you wanted. Now, we are no longer allowed to say what we really want without the risk of being censored or canceled. You might have seen people still uploading sh- but the way they also get canceled is by demonetizing. I can guarantee that I will never make money through YouTube because of the shit I say. That is why it is important to support your favorite content creator through another site like Subscribestar, Superfans, or Patreon. I know that the major censorship problem with YouTube is because of money. Before, regular people started making money and gained popularity by recording from their bedroom. Here's what I mean. You got a woman with a decent audio and video equipment. Let's say she gains followers like crazy. Let's say all that she talked about was makeup and problems that only women have. And she calls it girl talk. Now, Think of every woman talk show on a major network doing the same thing. Think about the numerous amount of people working for the show. Think about how all of those people that went to school for it and had to do work to get to where they are. Now think about this. That woman in the dining room or bedroom has an average of 200,000 views per video, making it triple the views of, of what the major networks get. Why the f- Do you think you suddenly see all of these major networks on the trending section of YouTube? Not regular people. 
You're going to see Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Kimball, uh, Jimmy Fallon. You're going to see them all in the trending section. Why do you think you are getting censored up the by YouTube? It's the same thing for podcasting. Take any news network. Regular people were reporting news on podcasts. Podcast then became popular. And now research the top podcasts in 2020. The majority of them are all part of a major network. Most of it because of what? Money. Those big networks are afraid of people like me, are afraid of people like you, are afraid of being outdone by a guy talking in his car, by a kid reviewing toys, by a home chef cooking in the kitchen who gets more views than the food network. Not that long ago, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wanted to cancel statues too because the statues depicted Confederate leaders and now suddenly she's offended. Well, the statues over buildings dedicated to the former senator and KKK exalted Robert Byrd be canceled? Will those who eulogized the former KKK member at his funeral be canceled? Barack Obama? Joe Biden? I don't think so. Pelosi's own father dedicated monuments to Confederate generals. Is she going to cancel her father? I don't think so. You got sport team names changing, names of colleges and universities changing, virtual models being canceled. I don't know the reason for that. I just remember reading the headline on Apple News. Disney for a mess of reasons. Earrings because of people are retarded. SpaceX because of Trump. And speaking of Trump, people are always canceling his supporters and places he likes. Trader Joe's because of the names of certain products. There's so much more canceling out there that it would take me hours to name them all. Like I said before, nothing is safe from the cancel mob. Saying the wrong thing or saying nothing at all can get you into trouble today. These thought police nut jobs are taking the fun things away from us. They say that they want an open dialogue and they can have a conversation, but it's bullshit. Yes, I do believe that they do want a dialogue that is honest, but they want to control what you say and how you say it. Canceling is different from criticism. Criticism is expressing an argument or opinion with the idea of rationally influencing public opinion. Canceling is intolerance. That's all it is. Canceling comes from the universe of propaganda with the major focus on manipulating the masses. We should, all of us, should be happy to live in a world with a diversity of viewpoints. But forcing people to think only one way is wrong. That is why journalism is failing around the world. People are tired of the media and hypocritical celebrities telling people that they know better, that they are better than us, and we must think the way they do. And if you don't, you are a very, very bad person. On social media, it's all about who can make the most noise, who can attract the most followers. No one talks to each other, barely talk to each other. We're all guilty of it. We take what we saw from someone else, like a meme, share it, say a one-liner, like, yep, and that's it. You might engage only with people you agree with, but quickly block or argue with the, like a, like a kid with someone who thinks the opposite. For example, on Twitter, I saw Kumail Nanjiani. Tweets saying how stupid the president is. Fine. His opinion. Nothing wrong with that. Continues to support Elizabeth Warren, who is also an idiot, so he ain't sharing anything better. Anyways, in the comments, his followers were like, 100. Fact. Agreeing with it and complaining about Trump. All great. I'm fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Like I said in episode six, just be yourself. As long as you are not threatening anyone and genuinely being yourself, you can say whatever the f*** you want. What bothered me was when someone shared a Joe Biden meme and it displayed how stupid he is too. And the reactions was horrible. I hope you die. I hope you get COVID. Dumb Russian bot. You racist. Go kill yourself. 
Why? Why can't people have a conversation? Why couldn't they just ignore them? Why couldn't the opposition argue with fact? Why couldn't they just counter it with why Joe Biden is not stupid? Or the things that make Trump stupid and have a halfway decent debate? But you got an awesome actor instigating. He has also trashed Trump supporters without realizing that many like watching his movies. I don't agree with how he handles it. Could have said things better, like something's wrong with the president who thinks windmills causes ear cancer. And he's a funny guy. He could have made it really funny. But instead, we get a three-year-old response. Hey, stupid. With that said, I, I, I still don't care. I'll still continue to support Camille. First time I saw him was in Silicon Valley. Then I started following the podcast that he did with his wife. I don't care what his views are. He still makes me laugh. He could say, out of place podcast sucks donkey sh and I'll laugh. I'll agree with him and I'll still watch his because he's funny. You want to know why younger people are more conservative now? It's because liberal SJWs cannot be the bad guy and the good guy. Back in the days, let's say the Elvis era. Uptight conservatives would say that Elvis music is the devil's music and blah, 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 blah. Today, liberal SJWs are the ones telling young people, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't say that. You can't go here. But at the same time, they're still trying to be the cool one. Yeah, we're still rebellious. But don't talk to me and I hope you die if you disagree with me. But yeah, we're still cool. No, 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 no. You're not cool. Teenagers and young adults are naturally rebellious. Keep telling them no and ruining everything they like. And you're going to have more young ones tuning out. The funny thing about this is that these PC cancel crybabies love to cancel things that they don't like. But when things that they like are being canceled, they cry even harder. Take Teespring, for example. Antifa had searched for sale on the Teespring site, but then Teespring said they ain't selling their shit anymore. They cried like little babies as loud as they could. And it was hilarious to see. Hey, you can't make Google play things that offend me. They are a private company. Leave them alone. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Teespring is uh, canceling you too. They can't do that. Oh, well, they're a private business. So yes, they can. No, they can't. Cancel, 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 cancel. That's it. I'm writing. Can hypocrites. And it leads to the next thing I wanted to say. Here's an example of a company giving in to the mob. Hey, Amazon. Yes. You need to remove that Babies Are Murdered Here movie. I hate Christians and I hate pro-lifers. I don't care if it's mostly five stars. Move it now. Okay. Uh, we, we don't want you to, to see the corrupt evil shit we do overseas to people. And we don't want you to cancel us too. So we will bend a knee, suck you off and do what you say. I promise. I promise. I promise. We'll take it out. We're going to take it out now. And they did. Corporate America keeps giving these idiots too much power. These companies worry about only what a small amount of loud people on Twitter think. Small amount. They care more about how bad they will look. Not about what's right and wrong. But if they have a good product that made them rich in the first place, they don't have to worry about it. Take Trader Joe's and Home Depot, for example. Trader Joe's was attacked by the mob to change names on certain products. At first, Trader gave in, and then they took it back. They stood up to the mob and are still making money. People have been trying to cancel Home Depot for years because of the founder's beliefs. Never worked because people continued to buy shit for their homes or businesses. Ain't gonna work. I think the people that give in, the companies that give in, know they sell shit. I believe in private life. That people 
are entitled to their own opinions, even bad ones. I believe that people are entitled to make their own mistakes too. For example, in America, you can go to work butt naked, yelling, Trump sucks. <laughs> Actually, let's pick something a little less extreme. Let's say you're a server. You can go to work ungroomed, shirt untucked, and you could be rude to every customer. The government, the police, no one is going to kill you for it. No one is going to put you in jail for it. You could do whatever the f*** you want. You can say, it's my life and I do what I want. I know my rights. Yes, you have the right to do whatever the f*** you want. But guess what? So does the people who hired you. Maybe the restaurant you work for wants you to tuck in your shirt, be respectful to customers, shave or trim your facial hair, not wear neon nail polish. They want to make money. So it always comes down to money. They want to make money and don't want their target customers uncomfortable. You cannot get upset when they fire you for not listening. Like I said, you could do whatever the f*** you want. Sometimes there are consequences. Like I said, you could be offended by something all you want. You could say it however you want. But when you threaten people, when you actually hurt people, when you ruin people's lives, it's your own fault when the world turns on you. Just look at Kathy Griffin. She had the right to do whatever the f*** she want, but her sponsors didn't want any part of it. But she can't take the blame. And her perspective is not her own fault. It's everybody else's. You want to change people's opinion? Do it with actual facts from research and get people to think differently. Be objective. Make them want to say, hmm, you got a point. Practice debating properly without going straight into threats and name calling. I will name call like hell, hard for me to stop, but I will always do my best to give you the facts. If I can't, I won't say anything. I'll keep my ignorant comments to myself most of the time. And the thing that I hate about cancel culture too is I hate that many people get a pass. Take Joy Reid, for example. How come she gets a pass for her homophobic blog post, but Kevin Hart gets blasted? How about blackface? People want to about blackface, but there are many celebrities who did blackface and got a slap on the wrist and never got canceled. I remember when Fred Armisen played Barack Obama on SNL. Everyone knows this one now that Jimmy Kimmel played Carl Malone, but for some reason they forgot that he also played Oprah, Joy Bayar, in blackface. But she got a pass because Whoopi Goldberg said it was fine. People forgot that Jimmy Fallon played Chris Rock. How about Billy Crystal as Sammy Davis Jr.? People forgot about Sarah Silverman putting on blackface. And in the segment, she said that she looked like Queen Latifah. Now, this leads to my next point, And I want you to understand, things were different at the time all these celebrities did what they did. I do not fault any of them for trying to be funny. People actually liked it. Like when Looney Tunes made certain skits certain way. The same thing with the old Disney movies. You just heard me talk about how things were different then. Back then, the more crazy you were, the more homophobic you were, the more racist you were, people liked it and expected it. People were making light of it. Didn't, they didn't want to have a negative thing around it. That's why stand-up comedy sucks now and was way better back then. Comedians were able to say whatever they wanted without being penalized. Listen, you cannot fault people's jokes and tweets from years ago when things were different and punish them today. You just can't. It's fucking wrong. It's like arresting someone for a candy bar they stole when they were six years old or a kid breaking a vase when he was seven and not getting punished until they were 17. Now, let's say you don't really agree with them. Maybe you do want to boycott something. How do you go about it? Just don't force people to do the same. Just vote with your wallet. That's all. Vote with your wallet. You shouldn't be forced to buy something 
and be forced to not buy something. If you don't like something, don't participate. Don't pressure people into doing the same. Just you yourself don't buy it. Like, why do you think sometimes it doesn't work? Take Chick-fil-A, for example. The LGBTQ plus community has been trying to cancel them for years. The conservatives are now joining the movement because the CEO got on his knees and shined a black dude's shoes, but it's still standing up. They're still making money. You can't beat their customer service, the Chick-fil-A sauce, the Polynesian sauce, and the waffle fries. There's always a damn line. Then you got the NFL and now the NBA losing tons of money because the whole kneeling thing. And to be honest, I was against the kneeling. I was. I understand the reasoning, but it just looked bad. However, compared to this chaos that we've been seeing lately, I wouldn't mind the players kneeling peacefully. I wouldn't mind anymore after what I've seen with the rioting and shit. But people tuned out because the number one excuse was that they just wanted to watch sports. It went beyond the anthem. After they got up, people got over the anthem, the majority of the commentary became too political. So not only they had to deal with the anthem, they had to keep hearing political sh- They just want to watch the game. I play games, watch YouTube, watch movies and shows to escape reality. People just wanted to watch these millionaires play sports. That's all they wanted to do. Now the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, they're all failing in viewership. Why? Nobody wants to feel guilty and be forced to watch something. It's ridiculous. I I saw a clip. I forgot where I saw it. it Somebody shared it on Facebook. But there was a clip of a soccer dude who was so upset that the people were booing because he was kneeling. And he's just there complaining in the interview. People don't get it. People don't get it. I knew people were going to be upset. People just don't get it. Yeah, people don't get it. But you have the right to kneel. They have the right to boo, to not watch. And, uh, and the problem with a lot of these professional athletes is that they think they can use their celebrity power, um, their money to ridicule those with a different opinion. It's just an ongoing cycle. You have people that, that are refusing to understand why they're kneeling and you have the kneelers that are refusing to understand why the other side is upset. And both sides are continuing to force. You have, you know, one side is saying, hey, you better not do that. Don't do that. I'm not watching. Don't do it. I'm going to burn all my that I spend hundreds of dollars on. Don't do that. And then the other side is like, hey, I'm going to continue doing that. You can't tell me what to do. Nobody wants to understand each other. Like I said, I'd rather have the kneeling than people rioting. Vote with your wallet. Don't like a game. Don't buy it. Don't like a celebrity. Don't support them. Don't like a restaurant. Don't eat there. And if you need to tell the world, write a review or make a YouTube video, create a podcast. And so you can let people know how you felt. But just don't force people to think like you. I have my own opinion, and many of you are not going to like what I say. You might like one thing, and you might not like something else. You might not like the music I pick. You're not going to like certain things I say. Maybe I don't like a certain restaurant. Maybe I don't like a certain something, you know, like like the kneeling. You don't like what I say. You don't like that I I agree with both sides. You you couldn't be upset. But I'm not going to sit here and dox certain people and put you on blast. No, all I'm going to say that if you don't like it, you turn it off. That's it. Hundreds and hundreds of other podcasts. You don't have to listen to me. I vote with my wallet. If I like something, I'm going to buy it. I don't care that Jim Carrey bashed half the population because of his hatred of Trump. I don't care what celebrities doing that. Many people that support Trump help make these famous people famous. Conservatives want me to cancel him. Guess what? I like the 
If he did something horrific, like touch a seven-year-old girl inappropriately and they have proof up the app that he did something horrible, okay, I'll then stop watching him. But cancel him because he doesn't like the president? It's stupid. He has his own opinions, and that's great. I grew up watching him. I top comedy movie star him. I'm looking forward to watching him in Sonic 2, and I would love to see him play the Joker and play the mask again, or play Stu in the live-action Rugrats movie. It won't happen, but I would love to see him do it. Anyways, let's wrap this up. There is only one way to stop cancel culture, and it's going to take all of us. The next time someone is being canceled for something they've done, look not at the person, but at the problem that drove him or her to act in such a way. When you see someone with an opinion that is different from yours, research, use life experience and facts to address that issue and counteract it. If everyone practiced this, there won't be a need for social media consolations. I feel like that a lot of these people with the mom mentality fail to realize that life isn't so black or white. Humans are walking contradictions. It is okay to be in the gray area like me. I told you before, I watch and follow conservatives. I watch and follow liberals. As long as people don't hurt or threaten me, I'm fine. I don't care what the f*** they do. I take everything that is thrown to me and I make my own opinion. Someone Someone will find everything offensive. Just because you are offended doesn't mean that you are right. Some people are offended by wearing green hats. Some people are offended by equality. Some people are offended by gay marriage. Some people are offended by mixed marriage. Social media amplifies everything. You might be in the middle like me and agree with some things liberals does and agree with some things conservatives does. I also can disagree with both sides. But on Twitter and Facebook, I get attacked equally from both sides because they can't handle someone supporting anything from the opposition. That's like the ongoing fight between Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans. I like them both equally. But when I say that to any of the one-sided fans, they act like little Before cancel culture, before safe spaces, before the PC crybabies, before trigger warnings, there was never any question about whether something was appropriate. At least it felt like that for me growing up. We said whatever we wanted. We used profanity. We were risky. We didn't care because it didn't matter. To me, it only mattered to old people. Now, no matter what age you are, you're like a little old. Now you say something moderately inappropriate and you not only risking cancellation of your YouTube channel or a small business, but your whole life might get. Imagine applying a job years later and the employer Google your name. The cancel culture mob took what you said out of context and now you won't get hired because some wanted some clickbait material. You don't have to believe what everyone else believes. I said this in the last episode. Be yourself and think for yourself. Believe in yourself. Be like me and listen to everyone and then come up with your own opinion. You have the freedom of thought. It is a great feeling to think your own way. When you see someone or a company getting canceled, don't just jump in with the mob. Stop for a second and think about why they are getting canceled and what is the real reason. And then make your own opinion. Anytime I see something that I don't like and people bitching out or whatever it is, being too political or just being one-sided and not being fair to the other side, I just ignore it for now. I used to not. I didn't. I used to respond to every political thing. And I used to get routed up for no reason. And now that I just keep strolling, if I'm on Facebook and I see something I'm like, I don't agree with, I just grow past it. Let the remain and I just leave them alone. 
there are going to be so many ideas that each of us hate for different reasons. And it will be very hard to restrain ourselves from not ganging up on a company or a person. Don't be a crybaby cancel mob idiot. Don't force people to think only your way. If you don't like what someone says and you truly in your heart can't handle a different opinion, then block them. If you can't scroll up and ignore them, block them so you don't never see them again. I get blocked all the time, which is fine because I am happy with who I am. I'm not going to change who I am for anybody. What kind of nation are we going to be when everything gets canceled? If we keep eliminating our rich history and traditions, there'll be nothing left. I don't want us to become the real version of Hunger Games. If these people get the power they absolutely crave, the new America will be called the United States of Chaz. And that's a world that I don't want. Cancel culture is a disease. Don't let it stop you from being you. Delete your life history to avoid cancel culture before it's too late. Alt, control, delete. Remember this last piece of advice. You have a right not to wear a mask. But, just like you, businesses have a right to not let you in. You are free to make your own choice, but that means accepting the consequences of your actions. Cry planning at employees and businesses for protecting their workers and customers does not make you heroic. It makes you a f- piece of sh- For the first song, we are going to listen to Drunk by Leisha, featuring Grow Man. I knew you wasn't ready for that good. No, I knew you wasn't. 
it out of my I knew you wasn't ready for them good times I knew you was just living for the moment, ma But you, cause honestly, you know you made me better I f*** with you, cause f*** with them, yeah, that long way I give a damn about your past, I'm trying to make it last Like you swear that get it in, you keep that straight Nibble on your yes, we riding down the interstate Telling me to stop, but just be good, you know that you can wait But I don't wanna wait, you mean I'm trying to get it in Worry about your help, but f*** that too, cause you can do it again I f*** you over, I flip your heart, yeah, we doing somersaults That was Drunk. If you want to check out more songs from Leisha and show some loving, the link is in the description. If you like all theme park, really long lines, bland food that tastes like your grandmother's armpit, overpriced entry fees. Excuse me, excuse um, me. As governor, I can no longer allow any more theme park news to get out into the public. Due to the virus, the following measures will come into effect immediately. There is a new ordinance that I approved. And if it doesn't work, I just blame it on the president. If you leave your house to have fun, you will be arrested. Not by the police, but by the countering unmasked nonsense team. Or C-U-N-T for short. Depending on the severity of the quarantine violation, the punishment is death. My counsel agree that it is okay as long as it is not done by the police. Visits to relatives, neighbors, or friends will be illegal during this time. Absolutely no fun. We are doing everything we can to close theme parks forever. Remember that you must always wear a mask, especially when you are FaceTiming. You can never be safe enough. There is currently no time limit for these measures and we hope for yourself and your family to please listen to me for the love of Bill Gates. Thank you. Hi there, theme park people. I didn't like what I recorded earlier and I kind of keep getting pissed off at everything that I'm recording because I'm in a funk. I had all this juicy content about how more things were shut down. Disney and Orlando's uh, reducing their hours starting next month. Pretty much the only thing that seemed like a super juicy highlight. There was this kid that got punched at a SeaWorld Sesame Street place. And SeaWorld is actually, uh, they're one of the few parks that actually plans on having their event. They haven't disclosed like how big it's going to be, but uh, the CEOs uh, just said in like an earnings call that they don't want to disappoint. So I think they're looking to pick up some of the last minute people that are looking to party it down. Um, my suggestion is if they're going to have a Halloween event, they might as well just do it mask free and scare the shit out of everyone. You know, talk about how there's a super spreader and that the virus is mutated into something worse. But I don't want to waste any of your time. I, I feel like there's not too much news that's happened between now and the last time. I just want to go into this interview because it's a little long-winded. Hopefully you find it mildly entertaining. If you don't like it, you, I probably won't do one of these for a while. And this part was recorded into my piss-ridden bedroom with my cat Penny, who peed all over everything. And the next interview segment was also recorded in my nasty-ass piss-ridden house, because she uh, wanted to pee for the guest. Hell yeah. Thank you. Hi, out-of-place mother 
um, this is Brit, and I'm here with Chickadee Chow. <laughs> That's not his real name, but sup, Chickadee Chow? This is Famous Dave. And then we got, you know, I forgot your name. Shayna. Oh, hey Shayna. You know, we got Famous Dave and Shayna. Why aren't we at a theme park? COVID. I forgot my mask at the house. <laughs> yeah. I left mine in the car. Again. I have one mask. It's one of those disposable ones and I keep wearing it every day. Pretty sure that's what most everybody's been doing. It's kind of gross, but you know, it keeps people off your back. Uh, we're eating some chicken, or at least some of these people are. Fried chicken? Mmm, that's what I'm famous for. Uh, the stick incident. You want to hear about my stick incident? Yes. Whatever the f this stick thing is, I want to know. I don't know why you guys have to bring this up while I'm eating my chicken. Wishbone. Well, you're famous for your chicken, but uh, I want to know what uh, what you're famous with your stick for. Have you ever played uh, baseball? Yeah, who hasn't? Okay. Have you ever tried to slide into a base? Probably. Have you ever tried to slide into a base in a backyard with sticks? Nope. Okay. It doesn't what happened? Well. well, you know, I had my little shorts on. I hit the ball and I went way off into the bushes. My brother went running to go get it. I'm running fast as I could around these bases. Imaginary base because there was no base. My brother got the ball and he went to throw it. I decided... I better slide into home base because I'm gonna get out. Well, as soon as I slid, my little shorts just scooped up this stick and just slid it down my pant leg, or should I say up, it went up and it penetrated my <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> Did you consent? There was no consent. So you were raped by a stick? Yeah, pretty much. But the worst part was when the stick entered and I realized there was a stick in my No lube either, huh? No lube. <clears throat> That's rough. I ran. I ran real fast into the bathroom. With a <laughs> stick up your butt. And I tried to shit the stick out, but it was not coming out. Well, hot damn. <laughs> I think uh, that leads to the question of, uh, do you think that there should be a ride dedicated to everyone experiencing something similar to this? Yes. That would be a horrible ride. I mean. Some I, people like things put yeah. on their butt. I feel like this. Maybe consensual. This will inspire other theme parks, especially the international ones. I can see some Germans doing that. And a sent bystander over here. Uh, real talk, um, if it costs you $100 to get in a park and $30 to get a fast pass, would you buy the fast pass? Shayna? $130 total? Yes, but $30 of it's the fast pass. Knowing you go twice as fast as everyone else on all 10 rides in the park. Yeah, but I thought that was only like if you scheduled your rides. 
How can you do that? Sometimes, you know, you eat like some bad fair food and, you know, you have to. I think you're only your thinking of Disney. Disney is the ride scheduler. What? Everywhere else, it's like you just go into a different line. So, what you're saying is the ride is faster? No, not the ride. They have speeds on the ride? You can skip, it's like you skip the line, it's like an elite line. Oh. I thought you meant the ride goes faster, because I would pay $30 extra dollars to go faster. Everybody should have to wait in line, just like everybody else. Okay. Yeah, I think that's some bougie shit. So, no to fast passes, get rid of them altogether. Yeah. Yeah. What if you're a Make-A-Wish kid, you know? Well, it's different. It's a Make-A-Wish kid. They, you know, they, they don't have a whole lot of time to be waiting in line for, you know, five years to get on one goddamn roller coaster. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, tell me about the last time you guys got in trouble at a theme park. I was on one of those, like, water rides with my friend. Evidently, there were a bunch of, like, Cub Scouts around us. And I guess I was scared a lot because I couldn't stop cussing. And so they almost had to stop the ride halfway through because I wouldn't stop saying like, Oh my God, what the f***? You know, splashing and shit all over the place. It was a wet t-shirt contest. And I guess they didn't really like that I was not wearing a bra that day. Sucks to be them. I thought they looked great. I mean, the water was cold. It was a free boob lift. Those guys, you know, they didn't appreciate what they had at the time. Cub Scouts. How about you, Famous Dave? Well, you know, I, uh, I've only been to one theme park in my life. I don't think I ever got in trouble there. Now is your time to make a better story than just being ass stick. But, I mean, no. are you sure you didn't get in trouble for talking so slow? No. This guy's not even high unless he's high on life. I'm pretty much high on life 24-7. I'm the greatest. Here's my question. Uh, when you go to a theme park, what is the attraction that you most want to do? Like, if you didn't have a money cap. Like the toilet. You, the toilet? You want to go to the theme park for the toilets. Do they have, like, built-in bidets or some shit? No, I request a nice, clean toilet. Well, That's not guaranteed. It should be. a permanent bathroom attendant? Yes. How about you, Shayna? What was the question? <laughs> uh, what is the thing that you would most want to do when you go to a theme park? Like, what? Why would you go? Uh, I like water rides, and uh, you know, scaring small children. So maybe a water ride that helps me further scare small children. I think that sounds pretty awesome. That'd be pretty great. Sounds like, uh, you know, the same reason why Halloween's my favorite freaking holiday. I'm right on. Right on, brother. Dude, can you imagine a Halloween night that's like water rides? You're going through and you have like clowns and shit bouncing over your head as you're on little, this water thing. Yeah, little floating turds. Yeah. You could be on a floating turd and have like a plunger trying to attack you from above. That's something. If you could just have your own theme park and you're gonna make it a certain theme of your choosing, what would be your idea? And you can't choose one that already exists like Harry Potter World. That's a good question. No pressure. 
if I could make up my own theme park, whatever the fuck I wanted, right? Yes. Like, let the imagination roll. I would go for some sort of, like, you arrive there, and you're put into, like, this bad go-kart, and you ride that go-kart all over the place. You take that go-kart, and you ride it onto other rides. Like, your wheels lock in, you go on, like, loopies and flippies and and, like, you get off, and then, like, you go-kart over to, like, another ride. That's the ultimate uh, handicap theme park. Like the one yeah. track around here. I'm just saying, like, that's that like lazy people, lazy we'd be all about that ever. shit. That's the theme park yeah, for, like, got, I see it. You got a one-way track between all the rides. So if you want to, like, go... No! Bumper boats that shit. You just, like, beep, beep, move out of my way, Clara. Pew! I like your take on it. It's not really, like, a... It's a theme, but it's not, like... It's not a theme I've it's ever a theme heard before. In a park, I mean, I'm the theme I, I is. I rock it. I would rock it. <laughs> I'm saying that would be pretty. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, famous Dave. Um, let's see here. Ooh, what about like a dragon land? Like you could put into like a role play thing, where like you have to fight the dragon and steal the egg, and, and like you raise the dragon's baby or something. Was this a LARPing uh, theme park? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, better Harry Potter theme park. Yeah, and at the end, you get to, like, take home a dragon temporary tattoo or some shit. Like, you lose, you get legit kicked out and you go buy another ticket. I'd make a yeah. uh, strip club uh, theme park. They did a only... strip club haunted house out here. Strip club did a haunted house and they had, like, they were chasing me around. The Sign naked theme park. A the naked theme park. You can only go on the rides naked. All I ages. I want shoes because people are gross. Well, I want to cover up my naughty bits because, you know, that's also... I don't want to stick. A joystick yeah, this time. you don't really want to, you know, sit on a ride that Just some other sweaty even. balls have been on. Like, oh, why is this seat wet? Oh. If you were to pull my finger, what noise... Should I make? It's pretty appropriate. There's your cue. Hold on, brewing one. <laughs> I'm here for the mic. I think it would have recorded that the last time <coughs> if we were recording. Oh, I don't want to push too hard. I would go with. <laughs> that is such a sad sound. It was. What character, if you could choose any character, who would you get your picture taken with? Hmm. Character or actor slash actress? Any of them. Like, who should be at a theme park doing the autographs and taking pictures? Mike Tice. Theme park autograph person. Like, if I saw him and I, like, squeed! Not like that stuff. What is squeed? Like, freak out, go full white girl, spice latte of boots. Oh. Yeah. Probably Scooby-Doo. I've actually done that. Oh, okay. That's weird. Like, if there was, like, the a dog, really like it's realistic, gonna give a... like, Scooby-Doo type dude, like... Like a dude? Like, somebody dressed up like Scooby-Doo, or they just have a dog that knows how to, like, paw print things that is big? Nope, you just complicated it. Like, I'm trying to envision, I mean, is the requirement a dog or a dude? 
Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo the dog character. Yeah. What do you do when you're waiting in a line? How do you pass the time? Sometimes, well, all the time, I talk to people around me. If they seem weird, then I try to like creep them out so that they might leave the line so that I can get to the front of the line faster. But sometimes if they're super cool, I pretend that they're like my best friend in the whole world and it also creeps them out. So then they also leave the line and I still get to the front faster. I think that's a genius plan. It works. Do you need a reminder what the question is? Yes. <laughs> what do you do while you're waiting in line? Stand there. Stand there like a rock. Don't move. Don't think. Just stare. I just stare at people and, you know, try to figure out what they're all about. I'm a good observer, I think. Dude, I've seen you just stand. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I like to pick people's brains. I feel like he's good at this I think he'd probably fart out a stick at somebody and then they'd have to go to the hospital. They'd be impaled by a stick that was up his butt. Why do you Fire. bring up the past? You brought it. You asked. Alright. Yeah, you brought up the stick earlier. An acid. A real Well, yeah, the stick went up a real asshole. That makes me have to take a <laughs> I'm not even joking. So. As I wrap things up, I'm not sure if I accomplished any of what I intended to, other than I got to know you guys. It's a pleasure meeting you. Ask me I'm anything. glad you guys could have my famous fried chicken. Don't be shy. You think about it all the time. You don't have a dirty mind. You just have a sexy imagination. Now, it's time for sex talk. Hello, beautiful, sexy people. Last episode, we talked about sexual fantasies and role-playing. This episode, we are going to discuss why foreplay is important. The plain in and out grunting sex doesn't cut it. Maybe for a quickie in the car after wine tasting. But foreplay feels good. However, it goes way deeper than that. It helps build emotional intimacy that can make you and your partner feel more connected. It is really important as it helps you be ready, helps you get heated, helps feel good, and it might even feel better than sex, if it's done right, of course. It puts the focus on the person receiving the pleasure. So if your partner is giving you pleasure, you are the focus. You can relax and focus on that certain pleasure you like. Many people think that foreplay is optional. No, you dumb It's not. Foreplay is not something you can half-ass for a couple minutes. It's something that you both should take your time with to get in the mood. Women tend to last longer in bed than most men. Women need to achieve a certain level of arousal before they can reach orgasm. When you are thinking just wham bam thank you man, it's not enough. A woman's mind is different. A man can just think about sex and have an erection. A million things flow through a woman's mind and wanting sex is just not enough. You both want to leave those thoughts and have perfect pleasurable experience. Not only does a woman have to be in the mindset, she has to be physically ready. Foreplay gets the juices flowing, literally, by increasing sexual arousal. It increases the heart rate, causing more blood to flow to the genitals, which causes labia, clitoris, and penis to swell. There is swelling of the breasts and erect nipples. 
It helps lubricate the vagina, which can make intercourse more enjoyable and prevent unrequested pain. Foreplay increases intimacy. With an increased connection between you and your partner, you will be able to effortlessly decipher what is meant by the sounds your partner's making in bed. You will get to know and understand your partner more. Having a good understanding of the preferences of your partner will only lead to a more pleasurable sexual experience. To the one doing the work, make it count. Do not rush it to get it over with. Please take your time. To the one lying back, do not let any fake moans or feel-good movements when it doesn't feel good. Sex is just a waste of time if you're going to fake it. Here is an easy rule to follow. Give some, get some. Meaning it cannot be one-sided. Ask your partner what turns them on. Ask him or her what they like during sex. If your partner notices you are working hard to please them, they will be more likely to return the favor. You will see that when your partner is loving what you are doing, the experience will be amazing. Here are some tips and ideas if you're having trouble with foreplay. Sext throughout the day. Foreplay does not have to start in the bedroom. You can send little texts like, I can't wait to get naked for you tonight. The trick is to get your partner excited before the fun time. If sending sexy pics turns your partner on, go ahead and send those. Hot and cold play. Ice cubes and candles are a fun and easy way to get things going. If you're using ice cubes, hold an ice cube between your teeth and slide it down your partner's body. Or if you are more into the heat, get the candles ready. Drip wax down each other for a little BDSM fun. Drip high at first to cool the oil before the initial contact with the skin, then massage the area for maximum pleasure. Remove your clothes slowly. The only time it makes sense to rip it off quickly is when you're both at the beach and turn on like crazy and need an amazing quickie. Think of foreplay like a marathon, not a sprint. There's no reason to rush things. If you both have the time, instead of quickly stripping down, start by taking off your partner's shirt slowly. Wait a few minutes before taking off the pants. Focus on the newly revealed body part with every piece of clothing removed. Explore the entire body. Don't just zero in on your partner's genitals. The body is filled with erogenous zones like the thighs, the ear, the neck, back, belly, wrists, and breasts. Focus on your partner's entire body. The power of touch works wonders on the body and mind. Water play. Porn makes shower sex seem easy, but we all know it's hard to do with your body submerged in liquid. Use the shower, bath, hot tub, and pool as a means of foreplay. Enjoy stripping down with your partner before getting in the shower or bathtub. Once in the shower, that is when things can get hot. Think about it. Hot, wet skin and hands sliding across each other's bodies as you lather each other up with soap? Yes, please! If you're in the pool or a hot tub, hold each other and explore the intimacy of touch. Start the tease with a bikini, something that shows off your cleavage. Kiss and then slowly play with your hands. This goes for the gentleman too. Short shorts and imprints, yeah. Next idea, strip. Give your partner a little strip tease. Keep in mind that women are not the only ones who can strip. Men, if the Magic Mike movie's popularity taught people anything, it's that women like the strip tease just as much as men. You don't need a pole or even great moves to do a strip tease. Choose the clothing that accentuates your most beautiful body parts and make sure it can be removed easily. Set the right ambiance. That is knowing the right music and using the right lighting. Practice in the mirror or record yourself so that you can see what moves you like doing and how sexy it looked. Add in a little lap dance. The turn on is showing confidence and doing it with no fear. Just be yourself. Stop talking so much. No cliche phrases that can mess up the mood. Hey baby, you're so wet. Keep dirty talk simple and personal. 
For example, pick a body part and tell your partner how sexy you think it is or create a fantasy you have involving your partner. Women want mental stimulation. Men, you can try things like, you look so hot in that position. Let your partner know that you love a certain view. It'll help her with her fears. The more comfortable and attractive your partner feels, the hotter sex is going to be. Passionate kissing. I cannot say this enough. Kissing triggers a release of oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin. It lowers stress levels and increases feelings of affection and euphoria. Kissing is what got you to this moment. Women love passionate kissing. Passionate kissing does not mean kissing with tongues all over the place and dripping saliva. Okay, it doesn't just mean those things. It can also get weird when both people are trying to be in charge. You will end up with a bad kissing session. One person should take charge and slow kiss as if it was the last time you will kiss your partner. Kiss like you mean it. Don't send your partner off with a peck. Lock eyes. Press your body against your partner and kiss him or her long enough and deep. Use your tongue slightly and use your hands. You can also moan just enough to get excited. Kiss on the couch, in the back of an Uber, on the desk, at a museum, in a dressing room, or in the rain. Just kiss passionately like your life depends on it. Sex toys. Experiment with sex toys. These wonderful devices are known to heighten pleasure during foreplay. Don't be shy about it. Once you both have a clear understanding, figure out which toys to try. The proper use of sex toys can give you the ultimate pleasure. Role play. Turn foreplay into an opportunity to live out your wildest fantasies. Pretend to be strangers headed for a one-night stand when you meet for drinks. Listen to my segment in episode 6 as I talk way more about the subject of roleplay and sexual fantasies. Put some music on. We all have a song or two that turns us on. Create a playlist together. First, find out what your partner's song is, then throw in yours. And then make a list of songs that you both think are right for the mood. The sexy music is not just something to play with when you're both having fun. Slow dancing can be a turn on as well. Think about how your two bodies are pressed against each other. Feeling your partner's hot breath on your cheek as you sway to the rhythm of sexy tunes. Mmm, dry humping. You don't have to be horny teenagers to dry hump. Dry humping is not boring. Dry humping is not something only virgins do. You do not need penetration to have incredibly hot bedroom sessions. Dry humping is like a build-up to something great. Think of it as a prologue to the epic climax. Oral set. Start away from the genitals and let your lips work their way down. Let your mouth do most of the work, but that doesn't mean letting your hands just sit there. Use your hands to caress other body parts while you pleasure your partner orally. Now, what if your partner doesn't seem interested in foreplay? You might think that your partner is being lazy or is a selfish lover, but most of the time, it's just a lack of confidence in his or her skills. Many times, they just don't know how and why and when it comes to foreplay. For some, it's not as easy to talk about what they want in bed. If you are worried about hurting or offending your partner, ask him or her what they want from you. Tell your partner how much turning them on turns you on. It's a great way to open up the dialogue so you both can share what you want and get the best possible sexual experience ever. A conversation about fantasies shouldn't be scary. A conversation about what your body needs shouldn't be scary. Your partner loves you. Your partner wants to please you. So help him out a little. Foreplay will make your sex life better. That's it from me. Again, my name is Rachel Reagan. You can hit me up at rachelreagan.com. Um, info at rachelreagan.com is the email. And get to f- my little sluts. The next song we're going to listen to is No Capping by Miss Knockout. I'm serious out here in these streets. <laughs> they be out here capping. You know what I'm saying? I'm the new wave in these streets. Knockout. 
no cabin if you want to check out more songs from miss nanko and show some support link is in the description let's be real there is definitely not enough porn on the internet and certainly not enough porn websites so with the help of squareplace you can build your very own pornographic website in the comfort of your very own home with your very own two hands 
You know how you've always wanted to make your very own pornographic website? Well, now you can, with the help of Squareplace. Squareplace, make another porn site, please. So I'm going to be removing entertainment and gaming news segment from out of place. I'm kind of tired of hosts not sticking around. I am currently looking for hosts for two new segments, but I will make sure that it doesn't make sense and perfect for out of place. Brit segment will be changing as well, and we are keeping the sex talk with Rachel. I am also looking for a new host for uh, political news. So if you are interested, link is in the description. Hi, my name's Nancy. Is that hot Deborah stealing your f-ing lipstick again? Well, I have the solution for you. Just f-ing shoot her. I'm currently selling moss for 590s for $200 a piece. I don't f-ing care what you do with it. Just call 1 800 Deborah. I repeat, 1 800 Deborah. The last song we're going to listen to is Professor Snow White by J Pop Messiah. I was in my class, yeah. I was in my uh, yeah. I was in my yeah. I was in my class uh, looking for some blow. Teacher had it for the low, man. I didn't know. Uh, trying to put it in my nose, feel it in my throat. Doggy uh, sniffing backpacks, man. I didn't know. Uh, I was in my class uh, looking for some blow. Teacher uh, had it for the low, man. I didn't know. Uh, trying to put it in my nose, feel it in my throat. Doggy sniffing backpacks, man. I didn't know. Chasing Snow White, I was feeding to the dawn I was pushing bricks, they was calling me the dawn That shit never off-white, that shit hitting strong Products in my waistbands, flip it till I'm on For the pet from the teacher, now I'm gone I was feeling for the Blanco, what is wrong? Doggy sniffing on my baggie in the front Man, they found it, what the f*** I tell my mom? Damn, it's a parent-teacher conference Why the f*** you getting caught with my shit? I'ma need some blow, I'm feeling nauseous I ain't so no dope to an Asian kid. I was in my class looking for some blow. Teacher had it for the low, man. I didn't know. Trying to put it in my nose, feel it in my throat. Doggy sniffing bad pets, man. I didn't know. I was in my class looking for some blow. Teacher had it for the low, man. I didn't know. Trying to put it in my nose, feel it in my throat. Doggy sniffing bad pets, man. I didn't know. I be on my tippy toes, I be staying low. Lil Timmy lying, mommy, I ain't so blow. But for an A plus, just give me some dome. Timmy always saying he got trouble in the home. I be on my tippy toes, I be staying low. Little Timmy lying, mama, I ain't selling blow. But for an A plus, just give me some dome. Timmy always saying he got trouble in the home. Mommy, won't you please suck this for the A plus? Asian boys with bad grades, man, they never take us. He might flip some bricks, might take us, but he gon' change my grade to an A plus. Chopping out the math class, yeah, we count the cash fast. I be on my X and Y, wait, Timmy, why you lie? Why the f you lying, bro? What are you talking about? And so you I was in my class, looking for some blow. Teacher had it for the low, man, I didn't know. Trying to put it in my nose, feel it in my throat. Doggy sniffing backpacks, man, I didn't know. I was in my class, looking for some blow. Teacher had it for the low, man, I didn't know. Trying to put it in my nose, feel it in my throat. Doggy sniffing backpacks, man, I didn't know. Whoa. Nah, really, nah, really, nah, really. That was J-Pop Messiah's Professor Snow White. If you want to hear more spoof songs from J-Pop, follow the link in the description.
Last episode, I talked about my ideas for the Disney parks and stuff. And people actually like it. So I figured I would do the same for two other theme parks, Six Flags for this month and Universal for September. The other parks besides these two are all fine. They don't have to do much that's worth mentioning. Honestly, I don't really care for others much. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you think that your favorite park is the best. Cedar Point, it's amazing, Steven. You would love the Magnum XL 200. Sure, I will. But there are so many amusement parks and theme parks throughout the world. And I am one of those that won't fly just to visit a park. Actually, I take that back. I love water parks. So I would love to go to Wisconsin Dells, to the water park capital of the world. I would love to go to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, Ferrari World, and Warner Brothers World in Abu Dhabi. Motion Gate and IMG Worlds in Dubai. Just look, go to YouTube and look at the video tours of Motion Gate and Warner Brothers World. You will instantly feel like, why the hell don't we have something like that in the States? Even the concept art for Six Flags in Saudi Arabia looks freaking amazing. All right, Six Flags. I've only been to two. Six Flags Discovery Kingdom over at Vallejo, California. It's a little northeast of San Francisco and Six Flags over Georgia. Well, technically, there was also a water park that closed in 1992 called Six Flags Atlantis in Hollywood, Florida. I remember going there as a little boy, but Hurricane Andrew f***ed that up. Anyways, when you think about Six Flags, if you're like me, the first thing you think about is the old guy dancing. I'll never forget that dude. But most people, the first thing you think about is roller coasters. Many of their thrill rides are fun as hell, but they have a few problems that they need to take care of if they want to keep competing with Disney and Universal. Go to Disney and Universal and then go to a Six Flags park. You would definitely feel like something is missing. It's just roller coasters with skins. And then you get bombarded with a ton of ads throughout the park. First, I would start by closing the water parks. Hurricane Arbor in Phoenix, Whitewater in Georgia, Magic Waters in Illinois. Whitewater Bay in Oklahoma, Hurricane Harbor Concord in California, and Hurricane Harbor Splashtown in Texas. They all should be closed. Locals won't like the idea, but these water parks are hurting Six Flags. They keep losing money because of it. They should do away with them. There are a few water parks that are next to the main parks, like the Los Angeles, New Jersey, and Texas. And I think that they should turn it into a hotel and follow the same model as the one in New York and the Legoland Hotels. First thing I would do when it comes to re-theming is to get some more partners and deals from other companies like Universal Orlando did with Marvel, The Simpsons, and Harry Potter. Right now, Six Flags has a Warner Brothers deal. You go there and you could see Looney Tunes and DC properties. Now, before I say anything, I do understand that my ideas are too crazy and that I will never, ever, ever happen it's just a dream idea I have had for a while, and I'm just going to go crazy. I don't care. I would stick with the DC franchise. However, focusing on one fictional city per park. Let's start with the Magic Mountain. I think it should be Coastal City. There you would see Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Birds of Prey, Green Arrow, and Teen Titans. Next is closing the Darien Lake Park in New York and only having the Great Escape in the state and taking out the water park stuff inside the main park and keeping the indoor water park. I would theme that whole park to Gotham. You will see the major villains and heroes from the Batman universe. And I am a huge Batman fan, so that will be the first place I go. You should check out the video tours of Warner Brothers World and pay attention to Gotham, Metropolis, and the Acme area. It looks awesome. Next is the Six Flags Great America in Illinois. Let's turn that into Metropolis. You will see the major heroes and villains from the Superman universe. Next to Six Flags St. Louis in Missouri, I would make that Central City. 
Flash universe will obviously be there, plus some of the other DC characters that people want to want to see. Now, the next company I would want to partner with would be Microsoft so that I can use some of their franchises from the different game studios that they have acquired. Let's start with Vallejo in California, Discovery Kingdom. I would make it into a Minecraft theme park. Minecraft fans would absolutely love that idea. They will fly in from anywhere around the world just to go there. In Georgia, I would want to make that a Halo theme park. That would be awesome as well. Staying with video games for the Six Flags New England in Massachusetts, I would want to make a deal with Bethesda. I think it would be cool to have a Fallout theme park and name it Nuka World. Those of you who play the Nuka World DLC like I did knows that it would be epic. Next, let's shoot over to Jersey. I would take the Looney Tunes IP and make it Acme Land. The whole thing. Make it like if you were in that cartoon world like you see in the Warner Brothers world. It would be fun. Let's move on to Maryland. I would make a deal with Sony Animations. Uh, You would be able to have an Angry Birds area, Hotel Transylvania area, Smurfs area, and a Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs area. I would love it, and kids would definitely love that one. The final deal I think would be great for retheming would be with Warner Brothers, again, and use Middle Earth. In Texas, I would close the Fiesta Texas and keep the one in Arlington. It's a better location. It's closer to Oklahoma, Kansas, and Louisiana. Anyways, many of you that love the Lord of the Rings franchise know how beautiful some of these places are in the Middle Earth. Imagine bringing it to life, just like we have seen Universal and Disney do in their parks with other franchises, turning Six Flags over Texas and Frontier City in Oklahoma into Middle Earth would be so amazing. Those are my theming ideas for the Six Flags part. Like I said before, it would be crazy insane and a ton of money to do, but having each Six Flags park different from each other will draw so many different types of people. It would be just so much fun. I don't like when the theme park clones ride. I think that it will help get people to visit the city just for something unique. For example, if I'm in Orlando and want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean, which is better in Disneyland, I'm just going to be like, nah, I got one here. But Radiator Springs, there's only one. Sometimes it makes sense to do so, like Epcot cloning Ratatouille ride for their Paris area. That makes sense to me. But having Tron overseas and Tron in Orlando, I don't know. I, it's cool, but it would have been a draw for me to go to Shanghai. So when, when it comes to Six Flags, think how cool it would be that if you wanted to see Batman and Joker, you have to go to New York Six Flags. Something else that needs to change is the overall look of the park. Roads, fences, buildings, the non-theming areas. Enter Disneyland and look how beautiful it is. Then enter Six Flags and you will see that it's just meh. They need to clean up the parks. Turn the asphalt road to pavers. It would just look cleaner and nicer than what it is now. I would change the parking booth because first impressions are everything. It just looks run down in most of these parks. They need to clean up the parking area, make it nicer. They need to update their restroom facilities into something a little more modern. Their bathrooms are always disgusting. As I said before, Six Flags need to step up their game to continue to compete with other theme parks that look way nicer. If not, we're just going to see them shut down parks one by one. Another thing I would do is to rename all the Six Flags parks. Remove the name Six Flags because people from all over, here's how Six Flags kept having problems with many of their parks. And to many, it's just a turnoff. And all you hear is negative stuff. Like growing up in South Florida, I kept hearing problems after problems with Carnival Cruises. It's a turnoff for me. Removing the Six Flags and the city from the title would sound better. 
So over here in California, you got Six Flags Magic Mountain, which I plan to go before the military has us moving again, but just call it Magic Mountain. Instead of Six Flags Over Georgia, I would change it to something like Adventure Isles or something. Uh, Last thing I want to touch on with Six Flags is the food. The food is meh. I do think that for the restaurants that they own, they need to hire a chef for each park so that they can come up with the unique tasting items. That is one thing that they can kick Disney's on. Most of the Disney food sucks. Since they have some chain restaurants like Johnny Rockets, I would bring in more restaurants like that. Johnny Rockets is always packed in the parks because it's familiar and the food is better than the rest of the park. Anyways, that wraps up the fun topic. If you like the show, leave a like, leave a comment, submit a rating, come on the screen or whatever you want on the platform you're listening to this on. Just show me some love and tell other people about this podcast. Last episode, I talked about a way the money that out of place gets can be used for. And the response was to change it to doing a giveaways Uh, in the comments or find me on social media and let me know what you think of the idea or if you have something better. Thank you for listening to Out of Place Episode 7. If anything I said in this episode offended you in any way, I don't give a damn and a half. Cry to your mom. Cry to your yoga instructor. Cry to your governor cat lady or anybody that will listen to a sensitive snowflake just know and understand that no one cares want to show off an original or cover song have a serious or silly question or just want to do some business you can contact me by filling out the contact form at stephendanielbooks.com that's stephen with a v danielbooks.com or find me on social media to my listeners who made it to the end i love and appreciate you Goodbye, and always remember to smile. This podcast was recorded without the permission of the authorities, then edited in a dark alley by a homeless guy who swore to us there were no side effects and everything would be okay. Rewritten by a chemistry student named Eric, edited and endorsed by Steve Steeler, so you know it's good. Then sealed in small yellow envelopes to avoid detection and distributed worldwide over the internet and affiliated podcasting websites. And brought to you by two guys in a pickup truck whose names you really shouldn't know. So, until the next illegal episode, keep your brains in a box, avoid flashbacks, and change your clothes at least once a day.